Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And he's old. And I'm young. But we're both cute. You're listening to a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again. With your host, Nick Scopes. And the Gregolicious. You know how we do. Because you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get jitty. Because you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah. Because this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready. Because we about to get it popping. We ain't stopping. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. Hello, and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Scopes. And I'm the artist formerly who had balls. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. It's all yours. Thanks, dude. And our guest today, I can't wait to hear his reaction to the song. It's a very funny Ian Bag. What's up, Ian? How are Hi, you? Hi, everybody. It's good to be. That was awesome. I, I loved it. I, I, that was on. It's you know the the internet bumped, so it sounded like it had some radio inter- edits too. So <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. It had someone choking on something. Uh, was that? Uh, what did somebody make that for? Did you guys have that made specifically for you? Yeah, I actually um, I did have it made for us. Oh, that's awesome. Back when I thought that it it would have um, not had the life that it actually has, right? And not only that, it it has um, a video. It's done by puppets, so there's oh. a video that accompanies that song. It's pretty funny. You guys are even better than I thought. Instantly, yeah. yeah well, puppets, man. goddamn hippy, 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 hop. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is and you know it makes me feel bad that we had to play that song after talking about our friend earl skakel who <laughs> we just talked about the 80s but yeah we're earl would appreciate that too yeah i don't yeah. think he appreciated it much when he had to hear it but <laughs> he's, he's a rich kid so his 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 emotions don't really move you know if he's either excited or sad you'd never know you think he's just bored all the time <laughs> <laughs> got a great collection of rat t-shirts oh he's got a collection of hockey jerseys too yeah we uh, talked about that yep. yeah he's got a collection of money yeah. <laughs> buy those hockey jerseys so i you're, uh, you're- i met him i met him at a gig that was like a fundraiser that was uh some guy that i didn't know asked me to do and it was at the forest lawn cemetery theater in los angeles and it holds about three thousand people and there may have been four or five <laughs> sold. and i just i was I, I, that's why i met earl and i was like well this is just hellish <laughs> and then we became friends after that and i gave him a shot I, I i just couldn't stop talking about the size of his head because he was a kennedy you know and i just like i can't believe it. i can't believe they let your cousin into a into a convertible with the size of that melon they're just disgusting. <laughs> so wait a second you guys did a show at the cemetery. For yes. People. And it was, uh, that sounds insane. 
Well, it was insane because it was a fundraiser for kidney disease, renal failure. And I instantly thought, well, if it's at, if it's at the, if it's at the cemetery, we're saying we never cured it is what we're saying. You know, this is where you're all coming. Whoever put that on has a very fucked up sense of humor. Uh, the guy was a mess. The guy was a mess. He was a tennis pro that thought he'd do stand up and was never funny. And just Kurt something, I think was his Kirk. It was his name. And uh, yeah, Earl probably remembers it more than I do because he remembers always those freaky things. I'm just like, oh, I was just another gig, but I met you, buddy. That oh, is- my God, yeah. dude. it's blowing my mind dude like we're gonna have a benefit for a deadly disease at a cemetery (laughs) just want to show everybody what can happen if we don't cure this fucking disease (laughs) all four people were like fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah. and at the time i you know i I was probably it was probably about 15 years ago so i'm much younger and i'm i I was just blown away that a cemetery had a theater that size i'm like well this is just a waste of a great theater to put it in here and then you realize oh that's where all the famous dead people go to get buried that's why it's so big i get it now but still at the same time i was like why would why is it why would they put a theater in a cemetery that's the first place i ever seen uh, people barbecuing in a cemetery too (laughs) i i've not seen that i'm gonna have good barbecue Uh, i I didn't stop i'm just like oh god too too close to the crematorium (laughs) <laughs> that was the discount funeral they just do it in a in a um one of those like char broils you buy at home depot yeah exactly uh, you just leave it there just the ashes the ashes dust the dust uncle lord leroy love ribs now let's get it doing <laughs> i don't know why i want leroy too that was uncalled for that was uncalled for yeah, that really there's a lot of white leroys too. son of a bitch yeah son of a bitch <laughs> Speaking of hockey, yes, <laughs> you're from Canada, right? I am originally from Canada, and you're a hockey player. I played hockey now. <laughs> around, I'm I'm almost fifty years old, so yeah, I I yeah, I just play stupid every so often. Did, did did you like how far did you play a lot of hockey? Like how far did you take hockey? I played a lot of hockey, but I knew at about fifteen or sixteen I wasn't going to the NHL. Like I I I consider myself a donkey. Uh, I you know I can run with horses, but when they want to leave me behind, they leave me behind. That's what that's what I consider myself, you know. So, uh, yeah, I I I, I got <laughs> I got all the heart, no talent, and all the talent, no heart. I'm that guy. I got. <laughs> You're the Rudy, the Rudy yes. of Canada. Yeah. I'm the Rudy. I'm the Rudy Ritoferis of Canada, and I just I just uh, I I can play still, and it impresses people that can't play. That's uh, but people that can't play from like you donkey, get out of here. <laughs> I I've I haven't skated. I think Nick's heard me tell this story a couple of times, but I I haven't ice skated since I was like a teenager, right? Oh, really? And I I mean I didn't ice skate a lot, but I ice skated enough. Played a little hockey. You know, I grew up in in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a huge thing by us. But um, a bunch of years later, not that long ago, I I was working with like a well-known sports painter named Brian Fox, who mm-hmm. is from New England, and he did. Um, a bunch of stuff with the NHL for the win- the the winter classics, right? Okay. And then a guy locally is very big into hockey. He he owned a team on Cape Cod, then was involved in the Russian Hockey League. So around the time of the Vancouver Olympics, I I was kind of acting as this guy's manager, right? So this guy Scott was putting together some pickup hockey games at the Olympics, right? At at the venue, no way. yeah, before the games, but he was a professional hockey guy. So these emails are being sent around like, Hey, 
we're going to play, you know, pick up game A at 7 a.m. on the 12th. You know, let me know who's in and I'll get you jerseys. Right. Oh, so <laughs> I'm on this email, like being invited to play in this pickup hockey game at the Olympics. Right. So. Well, that should have made you say no right away. Well, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> so on the email was Eric Lindros, Brian Leach, Mark Messier, like a string of ridiculous, like Hall of Fame hockey players. You so, what you should have done was just kept trying to take their numbers. Right. Well, what, <laughs> no, I, send me this. what I what I said, what I responded back to was, "I got goal. I need number ninety nine. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that that's was, funny. And then you were uh, uh, unceremoniously off the email. That's what I happened. Got, I was like, well, how come I'm off this email chain? <laughs> oh, we, I, I did one. So 2010 Olympics was one of my favorite years. Um, I got to play in a fundraiser for, uh, I can't remember. It was for something to do with the Olympics in Vancouver area where I played with all these NHL guys and it was right. great. And I was considered an actor and I got to play with Igor Larionov and all these Vancouver Canucks that, that, uh, I, I loved. And it was, it was great. And be on the bus and have, you know, our own trainers. It was, it was the best week of my life. I'm like, I made the NHL. It could have been uh, that game. It could have been those games. <laughs> it might have been, Doug Rise, people like that. I would have recognized if, if Lindros had been there, I would have been there. I would have yeah. recognized that because it would have been great. Uh, but it was so much fun. And then I got, uh, I came back to America and I met my wife and actually she had just moved in with me and I was deported. What? <laughs> I, had, I was on an O-1 visa and I was on, uh, I, I had an O-1 visa. I was on it for 15 years, but it had to be renewed every three years. And the last one they did, uh, the lawyer just shanked it into the woods like you wouldn't believe, like spelt my name wrong, said I was a scientist, forgot to put the paperwork of the, person, <laughs> the people that were sponsoring me into the into the into the into the petition. And it was just so my wife's like, who the hell are you? And it just all they do is they, they send you and uh, I got a letter saying, can you be out of the country by this date? You are now deported. My wife's like, what the hell? So we spend all my money getting a new lawyer and stuff, but I have to go back and it's right around the end of the Olympics that I have to go back. So I show up two days before the Olympics end. The first night's okay, but the second night is the end of the Olympics and it's Canada play. The last day is, can is gold medal hockey and Canada plays America. And holy shit, I have never been so wrecked in my life. Uh, I had a photo for the longest time. The Vancouver mayor was at that time was in a wheelchair. He was a quadriplegic and he was driving me around on his lap in the wheelchair. We were just having our trees. It was great. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Red Bull. That was a lot of fun that, that, that we got. <laughs> that, I just that, remember. I just remember the evening landing when, when a DJ had a mouse for a head. And I was just like, this guy's an idiot. I'm going home. <laughs> so, You're like, fuck this. Speaking of being this pansy, I, Disney. Did you really go to school to be an, an explosives engineer? I, I started. I saw I, I was just talking about this the other day with a friend. I worked in a gold mine. Uh, and the way I started in a gold mine, I started with an uh, uh, explosives company. Um, and I started really from the bottom. I was just a swamper. So I just cleaned out the, uh, the uh, magazines where all the explosives were kept and loaded uh, explosives onto trucks. And from there, I started going on the deliveries and just being the helper there. And then from there, I started to learn how to drive the trucks. 
with the explosives on it. And then from there, they put me into a gold mine. And I was helping, I was the explosives engineer's helper. So I, he would set up all the, the, uh, the patterns and tell me how much explosives I had to put in all the holes. And I would get all this explosives and put it and line it up and, and yeah, set it up. So I wanted to be him because I knew how much money I was making just right. being nobody. I was like, that guy must be making so much money. And I remember a couple times we had to jump underneath the truck. Cause he's like, Oh, too, too much, too much, too much. We had to jump with explosions of stuff running, driving. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> you're in your own action movie. Yeah. Like when you're running away from the, no. And I was like, I was 19 years old, right? So I'm 19 years old. They oh, give wow. me a pickup truck. They give me explosives. They put me in a camp in the middle uh, along the um, Canadian American border, Alaska. There's a little town there called, um, it's called Hyder, Alaska. Um, it's just three bars and a bunch of weird people. There's no, it's unmanned. So there's a, it's a border with no border guard. Right. So uh, you just fill out a piece of paper and you put it in an, uh, in, uh, <laughs> in an envelope and then you put it in, in a mailbox and then somebody checks it a month later or something like that when you cross. And we were just, we had to go into Hyder and we just get hammered. There was one girl in that town. It was first time I, first time I'd ever <laughs> had a girl hold my penis while peeing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For, the first time. Yeah. I want to know about the other times. Yeah, the other times. It just gets downhill after that, to be honest with you. But uh, we were just, and, and grizzly bears everywhere and it was just it was just fantastic so i was headed off to learn how to do explosives and i actually want to do implosions i was like i want to live in the city i still had i want to live in the city i don't want to live in the bush i want to be able to learn how to take buildings out when they're getting rid of them right so that's what i was going to go to school for but i also still had a passion because i have since a kid i've wanted to be a comedian so i still had a passion that i want to be a comedian and before i went to school i tried open mic and I never went to school. I just like, I'm a comedian. As soon as I first, as soon as my first open mic, I was just like, I am a comedian. So that's, that's what I did. And then I just took odd jobs and worked as a comedian. Did your, uh, did your first open mic go well? Is that why you were like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Or did you just love being no, well, doing it? My first open mic was um, a contest. Um, you know, they okay, do those okay. contests. So I do this contest and I'm from, I'm from this like little village in Canada up near Alaska, up near, you know, I'm not too far away from this camp that I'm working at. So I don't know much. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty innocent and green and don't know. I don't know anybody in entertainment. I don't know how it works. You know, as far as I know, entertainment's the same as an Archie comic book. You're walking down the street and a limo drives by and says, hey, you, you should be in show business. Get in my car. You know? <laughs> which is also which is also how you end up in porn. But um, it's, it's uh, it, so it's so it's I'd have no idea. So it's a, 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 a contest. I go into this contest. I'm nervous. My friend gives me a shot. He buys me a shot, which is a, called a prairie fire, which <laughs> is vodka with Tabasco in it. <laughs> so that's what calms me down. So I go on stage and I'm so nervous and I've written all my jokes on my hand and I've sweated them off my hand. <laughs> so now I'm up there doing impressions of fish with my <laughs> Can you do one now, an impression of a fish? Oh, that's all right, right there, that's a coho, right? You got to bend that in a little bit. The coho salmon, they got that kind of under that hook, that hook underneath there. They got that, that hook underneath there. So, I, so I'm doing that with my hand. So I just have fun. Uh, and of course, I don't win the contest. But I think, oh, that's my shot at show business. That's what I think. 
So I'm like, all right, give it a shot. Guess I'm didn't guess work I'm gonna out. Go, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do mining. Uh, as I'm, <laughs> as I'm about to walk out of the building, the manager says, Hey, come back next week and do, do, uh, we have open mics starting back up next week. So just come back and do, do open mic. I'm like, okay. If he hadn't have said that to me, I would have never gone back. So I went back from there and just, uh, kind of just worked my way up. Wow. Now when, so you start in Canada yeah. and then when was the trip? Did you go to like New York first? Or did you go right to LA? No, I went to New York first. So. So I've been doing comedy for about three or four years. I go to, I follow my friend Craig Campbell, who is in the uh, Montreal Comedy Festival in Montreal. And I go along with him to watch and who knows, I might get a spot. And sure enough, I get a spot. I get a spot at um, a place called the Comedy Works where uh, they all the people are working out before they go out and do their big shows. And somebody didn't show up and I knew the owner, Jimbo, and he said, hey, Ian, go on. You got 10 minutes to fill until somebody else shows up. So we need you. So I went on. Somebody see me there and they're like, this guy's got to go on one of these other shows. So he put they put me on one of their book shows. Somebody see me there and they invited me to New York. I thought that meant I should have moved to New York. So <laughs> guess who went to New York? I went to New York and uh, that was Lucian Hold of the comic strip. And uh, yeah, he used to put me on stage there. I was under underground. I was uh, uh, illegal, didn't have work papers. And he'd uh, throw me $15 a night under the table. And it was fun. I lived in a youth hostel. Yeah, I was going to say I, I oh, lived in a youth. How, how long did you live in that youth hostel? Three months. Three months I lived in that youth hostel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did, um, did you ever do by chance? I mean, I'm, I'm sure not. I mean, you're obviously way past it now, but there's a, a youth hostel comedy show in Santa Monica. I used to do the one in L.A. Uh, I don't know if you remember the one on Hollywood. No, uh, there, there was one in Hollywood and it was run by I can't remember who it was run by. But me and Gaffigan used to go. We used to go there just to really? stand up on. Yeah, late, uh, late. I can't think it was Tuesday nights. We go there late night and just. Uh, do these shows from the people around the world. And it was so it was so great to do because you couldn't rely on American pop culture. Right. I didn't know. Yeah. So you, had to make them laugh. you had to figure out how to make them laugh. And that's why we loved it. Yeah. I went I went to see a couple friends do the one down in Santa Monica last last year. I went a few times and it it was it was kind of cool and very strange because there was only a handful of people in the room that, you know, English was their first language. It was, you know, right. all over the freaking world. And right. You could you didn't really know what they were laughing at, if they were laughing at the jokes or if they were just laughing when other people laughed. And right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Bad for the you know, people, you know, the comedians who were trying to do comedy because they're using. Yeah, but it's so good. For, it's so good, man, to to to, you know, like that's that's what's great about how I started out in Canada. It was me jumping into the backs of actual headliners cars and doing five minutes on their show in the middle of nowhere and getting on in a coffee shop, getting on here, getting on, uh, you know, just, just going anywhere and do it. And I also feel the same way about zoom, like getting on and, and getting your ass handed to you on zoom is, is great. It's just, it, it teaches you for the next time, how to, how to smooth those corners, you know, and how to be funny. And it, it's, it's every comedian should do it. You should never do the same thing over and over again. Right. You should I, know how to do yeah. all of them. I've never, so I've never, I've never had to do a show in front of people that like, for example, from other countries and didn't really get the humor, which mm -hmm. I could see the challenge in that. This happened to me recently. It's not a show, but I was, uh, I work here at a, a gym here in Connecticut. I'm a personal trainer I'm talking mm -hmm. to 
these these two sisters that come and work out there both from venezuela they're you know educated smart they've been in america a while they get we got to talking about like history and nationalities and stuff and they're like they asked me they go are you jewish at all and i was like actually my dad owned a bagel shop so does that count and they just were like what like they didn't <laughs> they, they don't get like i was like oh that's like i guess that's an american like the jewish people like bagels yeah, like exactly. i'm, from, yeah, I'm yeah. from new york like maybe that's they missed that right so, yeah, so well, i that, couldn't that, even imagine yeah. a whole crowd of like that's wild yeah, but, but, but that's good for you to be able to figure out other people's like i i loved a couple years ago i got to go to europe with gabriel iglesias and we did hockey hockey venues you know we're doing like five six thousand people in that's germany awesome. in denmark and you know and, and try it and 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 being able to they, they like they, they come up to me and talk to me like you knew things about us you know like they love that i knew things about them so and I wasn't just sticking with, with, uh, you know, uh, America, well, America. Right. But when you're, <laughs> when you're over in another country, you're playing to a crowd like that. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, so you're, you're like, I think, you know, as far as I've seen, like the absolute best at the whole crowd work, engaging the audience. I mean, it's, show's over. We're done. Good night. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I was telling Nick before, like I, I was just watching the videos and I was laughing like just so I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's fucking seamless. It's crazy how how quick that is. Oh, thanks, man. How does that work when you're overseas and the audiences are definitely English, not their first language? You know, some countries there might be. But like, uh, how, do you, how do you play that there? I or think I think right there is uh, our America's embarrassment. You know, right. we, we they're so good. They're so good at English. They're so it's not their first language, but they get it right. You know, they know sure. what they need to know to know the rest of the world. So if they're going to show up, they know what's going on. I remember one time I went to China with Gaffigan and they had interpreters. Some they had, they had a couple of interpreters. I remember that it was mostly expats, but then there was interpreters. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We'll see how this goes over. So uh, I just you got to it's it's connection, right? That's what stand up is. It's connecting sure. with people. So. I have to find it common ground. And, you know, if something if I went someplace and something stuck out to me, I'd bring it up and ask them about it. Then we go on. And then the next night I would have the thing. I know what that was. You know what I mean? And I'd bring it up and then I'd have a joke about them telling me about it. So that's that's how that worked. You know, do you do you like I I was watching? um, I think it was the, the Lovitz show that uh-huh. did. and one one of like the most classic things is when you, you you started talking to the family that was in the front row right the right. teenagers and then the mom and the dad right when you go on to stage and you see that are you salivating at what that can be for your no. show no i'm terrified i'm really? terrified like i'm just like why would why would you have that kid there why yeah you, yeah like that's just going to screw everything up. Oh, why would you do that? And then, you know, a little test, a little test. And then, oh, dad's not enjoying this, but the son is. Oh, dad's enjoying this, but mom isn't. Mom is enjoying the dad is, but the kid isn't. You know, like, you, right. you just kind of, you just kind of like, you just test, you tickle and yeah, you see what goes on. And just, I, I never, I never check what goes, what's out there. Right. So sometimes it's bad for me. Like in the final, final round of, uh, last comic standing they had the people in the front rows that had lost rounds before right and right. i didn't know but that fucked me up so bad 
because they hate you. You got you, yeah. you're the finals. And I just like, well, this is just dumb. Whoever set this up, you know, I was, <laughs> I was just so angry. I just remember that. There's, who are those people? They know nothing about entertainment. Those assholes. You know, I was just like, I was just so mad about it. So but but uh, I don't like to know what's uh, out there. I don't like to know what the other comedians talked about. I like I per, I, I go back to hockey. It's a clean sheet of ice. I don't want to know if somebody skated on it. The Zambonis come over and cleaned it. And now it's now it's for me because I know nothing about it. Right. Yeah, dude, that um, like like Greg was mentioning the Lovitz clip. Um, I think it was like different parts, but the, the clip I was watching again, you were just ripping through crowd work and <clears throat> the speed at which you were doing it. Um, and like it was like a punch every I feel like it was every three to five seconds. Just oh, like. Thanks. Bang, bang, bang. But this is my question because I'm newer in stand-up. I have two years, say two years in counting coronavirus and all that shit. So, so six weeks. Yeah, six weeks, <laughs> roughly. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I've sent, like, if any, you know, comic I've, I've become friendly with who's, you know, knows what they're talking about, I'd be like, hey, would you mind if I sent you, like a small set of mine, just give me critiques. And the critique for me is I'm more storyteller based and they're like, you need to punch it up, punch it up. Right. Um, and then, you know, you see a guy like Anthony Jesselneck, who, I mean, that it's the longest silence ever. And then boom, usually that's, at the end. That's his style though. Right. That's, that's what right. he's, that's what he's doing. You know, that's what you got to realize, but Anthony over the years has learned how to trim the fat. So that story is now, um, you know, that story is a completely different story than when he was two years in, you know, that, that's, right, that's, right. that's, that's, that's the big thing you learn as a comedian, you know, like and, and two years in, you wouldn't know your editing is where, where is what's going to separate you from the rest. I think my phone just went off. Sorry. Uh, it's going to separate separate you from the rest of the pack. That's what you yeah. That's 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 what it is, you know. That, and, well, that's that was kind of my question. Like, is that did it take you a while? Like, is that just your style? You're just like boom, boom, boom. Because I've heard stories of like, like Segura talked about you a lot about how like this guy Ian Bag he'll come on stage before you and it's just fucking to follow that guy's a nightmare because well, yeah, that's just, a douche won't follow me. Good for his broken arm. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he no, but he's another one that he can tell a long, slow story. Like he's, again, he, very yeah, slow, methodical, and like. But, but you 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 need to be just be you, just just be no, you, no, and, yeah, and, and and learn to edit that. That's the and that's the you know no. He, there's no wrong to comedy. You just you're either funny or you're not funny, right? Right. And if you're funny and you have a hard time finding you, that you know that you'll find it. It's it's. I remember there's a guy named um um. Tom stayed that I started out with and he now lives in Scotland and he's hilarious. But when we started out the, for his first five years, he was horrible, just a funny guy, but he was horrible on stage because he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't put it together. He couldn't get the blocks in the right spot, you know, and that's, that's, you know, two years in five years in you're, you're still, you know, you're still going, you, you, some of your friends might be just rocking it, you know, but um, just, their, their consistency probably isn't there or something, you know, it, it, it takes a while and it's, it's such a journey. Just enjoy the journey, you know, and I know that's such a stupid thing to say as well, you know, enjoy the such journey. But, yeah. Live the journey, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it is stupid, but you're it right. is, you're right. you're it, right. is right. it is, it is, that's the big thing during COVID that I've learned, 
Like it's, I was just turning and burning for the last 10 years. Like I, you know, I just, I've missed a decade, you know, because it's, you know, this, this, this break has taught me to go, Oh, you gotta, you gotta enjoy things. Yeah. You know, you gotta enjoy the learning and you gotta learn and, and see your, you see your plateaus and valleys and peaks and you'll know more from paying attention. Are you back out doing, doing shows now? Uh, some, some. Yeah. I've done a couple corporates. Um, How are those? uh, Fun. So fun. I did, I did a party the other night that, you know, it was 50 people and I was uh, quite a distance from them, but I just had so much fun and they were just, you know, they're just like, they felt like it felt so good, you know, just to be an escape for people. And I could tell I was. Or tar pit or (laughs) Was I, it was, I was actually in a huge restaurant in uh, Vegas, like just, it was huge. It was like a theater almost. And there, you know, there was, they were far back, but you know, just, it was cool. And then I also go to this comedy club, the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido. Uh, their entrance turned out to be a great outdoor room. Wow. It's just, it's just a room. And they just set up their whole room up outside side and probably about 75 people there when things are going good. And then, I do some Zooms. I do some outdoors. A guy named Ahmed Ahmed has got a room in Venice. They call it the uh, comedy, comedy compound, Venice Comedy Compound. And Where is it in Venice? It's, uh, it's, I should know the address. It's, it's this. It's this um, it's, so it's a, a compound, somebody's compound that they've moved out and then somebody owns it and said, oh, you can borrow it. Oh, so it's uh-huh. like a private residence. Yeah, so... It's um, it's two two buildings on each side, and inside this whole you know play area. So the comics go on one side of a lap pool, and the crowd goes on the other side. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, huh. that's very cool. that's very Venice. <laughs> yeah, it's very Venice, and the place used to be owned by uh, by by uh, Harrison Ford, so it gets even oh, more right. Venice. Yeah, <laughs> so it's cheap, cheap real estate. Oh yeah, it's it's just yeah, just a pile of junk. So. <laughs> A couple it's things. A pile of shit. <laughs> Fucking Harrison Ford, Raiders of Lost Ark money. Um, Name drop. Let me get that. <laughs> a show when I was when I was looking at. I don't even know what I was doing on IMDb, but I was looking at, at stuff and I saw that you were on a show. And you know what I'm going to say. Boil a boil, doil and trouble. <laughs> so, from homely to hot. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> From homely to hot. Were you on that? I don't think so. No. Oh, it's listed on your IMDb. Really? Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. And I tried to <laughs> like list it like your picture and everything. It's and, your autobiography, dude. That's going to be your book. What? Homely to hot. Should and go the other way. There's a <laughs> bunch of like, I, there was like no description besides people that are normal, I guess, and now have a hot career i don't know it was weird like the description was really weird you're gonna have to go look at it because that's hilarious if it's on imdb that would mean i should have been paid for it right not necessarily i have a lot of credits i've never been paid for that's interesting i don't have to find greg Greg just makes them up he just writes shit in so i love i was i was in a movie a kid's movie my very first thing when i first started doing stand-up was a thing called boil boil toil and trouble and it was with Ashley Kate and Mary Olson and my character. And it was called the fat man. Oh, that's and not what I was going to say. That's, that's what some people bring up that, but I think it might be my only thing on IMDB that I know of. Please send me a link to it so I can look at that up right now. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. There's not two of you, are there? Is there an Ian Bragg? No. Ian Bragg. I'll find it. I find IMDB it. is such a it's such a weird yeah. it's a weird website it's, anyways. It's strange. Now, Ian, with everything going on, you said you've been doing Zoom shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't done like what's that like? Like do you uh, hate it, love it, what? Both. It's uh, I've done some. So I don't mind because I'll just go through the grid and just talk to people individually. Um, but then sometimes you do stand up shows for a club and you can't you just do your jokes and it's just deafening silence. You're just like, oh, I'm just trying to um, yeah, you know. I'm on it. It's here. It's biography Hollywood from homely to hot TV. Really? Documentary, 2011. You played yourself. That's oh, you know what I think? I may have been like on there talking about people. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I that's maybe. so funny that I would I love it. I'm just, well, I don't know which one I am, but um pretty sure with this gap in my teeth, it is definitely not hot. <laughs> I have one too, dude. Spit spit water on people. That's what you do. Exactly. <laughs> I can do that also. Gross. So let's talk Gross. about your let's talk about your show. Okay. Around the bag. Ah, I needed some water for that one. <laughs> uh, around the bag. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, I was just like, I love panel shows. So I started my own panel show based on Around the Horn, and I invite three friends on it, and uh, nobody ever gets kicked off. But um, I just ask questions around the horn, and everybody gets to answer. And I have three rounds, and sometimes I give away points, sometimes I don't. Some points are from uh, minus fifty all the way up to a billion. And at the end, at the end of the game, somebody becomes my BFF for the week. So that's. Ooh, and what does that entail? Oh, you wouldn't be surprised. They have to get me from homely to hut. (laughs) It's just fun. It's just it's just another way of doing an interview show with kind of a game show feel uh, and not feeling like, um, you know, um, an infomercial. So it's just fun. So who who went on on the show? Who's who have been some of like the highlight guests that have? Oh, I had uh, I had Paul Bissonette on the last one from um, uh, Spit and Chicklets. Right, he was on the one just before we ended at Christmas. Uh, also, uh, we've had Billy Gardell. We've had uh, who who we had we've, Jim Gaffigan's been on it. Um, uh, Michael Costa. We've done about. I'll be honest, we've done about fifty of them. When I when I first started doing, I was doing them every night. So I just like and booking three guests every night is just painful. Um, yeah. So and now I do it once a week and we're actually putting the show is going on social TV. I don't know if you know that it's a, it's a marijuana lifestyle style channel you can find on your Roku. Or really? Your, yeah. So we're putting that on there and it just kind of uh, yeah, it's just, just a fun show. It's just, you know, it's it's an escape. It's got my sensibilities and it's just hanging with your friends. that's pretty funny um yeah i was on a while ago like mid like right in the the early stages of this corona thing i was on uh jess wellington's uh liars club oh yeah yeah i did that as well yeah a lot of fun (laughs) and i definitely looking back on it i i i picked the wrong two stories to go with <laughs> but it, it was a good time it was fun like that and you made people cry and you didn't lie yeah, i told you the truth wrong. they they actually all of them picked the wrong they didn't pick the uh the tr- 
wait, what did they pick? They they got it wrong. They picked what did they pick? The lie and you or the truth, whatever. Whichever one they, they picked, picked, they got filth. wrong. They thought your filth was the lie, but it was what, actually the truth. Oh, was, what stories did you tell, Ian, when you were on there? Do you remember? I told a story about my my me thinking my sister and her friend had been kidnapped. <laughs> My dad and his friend stopping a truck and looking through the truck for the kids. Is that true? It's a true story. Oh and, my god! Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember what the lie was. I can't remember what the lie was. Yeah, mine was mine were um, the the two stories where I got on stage and and rapped with Naughty by Nature was one. Uh, true. And well, you tell me. And then the other story was that I came home drunk one night and peed on my mom and then went in the bathroom and flushed the toilet. I hope it's the first one. <laughs> you peed on your mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't. Oh thank, I, God. Actually, <laughs> thank God. That was a good pause, Greg. You really sold it. That was, good. I was like, oh, God, he peed on his mom. I, I, I was like, have... Ian's not going to have us on his podcast now. You just blew it. <laughs> <laughs> you told him about you peeing on your mom. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, that is a true story. It just isn't me. Somebody um, else. I remember. I remember my mom going to my mom and dad going to a Christmas party when I was probably about ten or eleven, and uh, we only had the one bathroom, and she was she was puking. <laughs> she, I had to go to hockey practice the next morning. She was still like, and, and I, I just remember her lying on the ground, going pee over my head. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I'll just pee outside. Like, oh, no. So I, I'd always tell stories about my parents being drunk, and my mom was like, we weren't drunk, and I'm like, you were that one time I had to pee over your head, and she shut up. What <laughs> funny. Um, so, are you a golfer? Horrible golfer. Didn't Brad Williams tell us that you were a good golf? Nick, I mean, obviously, I'm not asking you. No, definitely not. Didn't Brad say that Ian was the better of the golfers? He said that Santino was the better of the golfers. It was Santino. Was it? He probably said hockey, maybe. I don't remember. I thought Ooh, he was I have played hockey. I played hockey with Brad. Did you ever play golf with Brad? No, definitely, definitely, definitely not. Probably hockey then. I do not trust the little people on golf course. Hockey with Brad. What's that? You said you played hockey with Brad. Yes, yes, I've played hockey with Brad. Is there a video so, of that anywhere? No, what we used to do a comic skate. Um, so there was all the co- all sorts of comics out there, and Brad was out there. Yeah, he came out. Oh, so that's fucking hilarious! Mm-hmm. What position did he play? Um, Don't say I can't play. remember. I remember just he, he was he was like just like a bowling ball just going around there. I just remember like going. It was it was good. I remember uh, Vince Vaughn came out and played with us. That oh, was fun, no. but he couldn't skate at all, so he was just like along the boards. Um, who else? Uh, 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 Joe Bartnick would play a lot and he was, he was a maniac, but <laughs> just a maniac. Uh, a guy, there's a guy named, um, who's really good, uh, from, he's from Wisconsin. I can't remember his name. He's a really good skater. And then, uh, um, 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 Bill Burr was the one that set it up and also Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne's a pretty good skater. Too. Yeah. Steve Byrne. Didn't he played hockey? Correct. Yeah, he probably play. He talks about he got into a lot of like weird fights. I remember him talking. He gets about, into like, a lot of weird fights. What about you? Do you get in a lot of weird fights, Ian? No, I, my fights are not weird. My fights are serious. And now I haven't fought in a long time. Like I don't, I don't. Uh, my one of my last fights I remember was when I was probably about twenty-seven. 
probably we were me and my buddy Alan Park rollerblading all over Vancouver, and this homeless guy uh, kicked him just <laughs> like just just jumped out and kicked him and kicked his legs out from underneath him, and you know just and I just remember stopping, grabbing him, picking him up, and just holding him and punching him in the head like about 16 times <laughs> i just remember i just remember the feel of his face though on my on my, on my hand i was like oh it's just a horrible fe- feeling you know it's just uh, just beating somebody like that and then just dropping him and we rollerbladed away i love that <laughs> batman of the vancouver roller we were we just had that we i think we just played ice hockey and then we went rollerblading like it was around that age you know so we're just done dropping hockey. Now we're skating around. Uh, I don't like being punched. I hate being punched. It's just I I don't enjoy it. I don't it. know I don't, who likes it. I couldn't even. Uh, some weirdos are out there just they, they like liking fights. I just I don't. The people that talk about how good of fighters are, I really think it's have never. never been yeah, it's like people that talk about how wealthy they are. Chances are they aren't. They're right. Wealthy, you know what I mean? You just or how strong yeah. they are or some shit. Now, have you <laughs> ever had? Have you ever had like a, a audience member? Yes. I yes, I've that you had to have I've yeah, I think every comic has. If you look at it and around even the most like boring comic has some somehow ended up in some sort of altercation. Like somebody somebody I remember somebody slapped me, came up and slapped me and I was just like, Do I do I punch him? And I was like, No. And then like I, I remember why why did he slow, or she or she slap? It was Virginia Beach. It was at a Christmas party, he was hammered. Um, just, just you know, just a douche. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember his wife was drunk. I remember he slapped me, and the cops were there called. And then there's a one way street, and his wife came down the one way street in a vehicle the wrong way. So they both ended up in jail. It was one. It was just like you know, it, 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 there's people. There's some people out there that are just trash. You know, like they yeah. they ruin everything for everybody. Uh, but I think every comic has ended up in. You know, I've had glasses thrown at me. I I find it quite funny. You know, when that kind of stuff happens, when somebody freaks out because I'm just like, ah, all right. They're like, you're not doing it right, or you're do it. And I was like, no. No, you can just leave, you know, like, I, I don't, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. People, there's a lot of mental health problems out there too. You know, so. But there's some, there's some really tough comics. There's some really, uh, that are, are pretty quiet about it. Um, Adam, Adam Hunter is a guy that I wouldn't want to play around with. Um, you know, or Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't, you know, it's pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, I feel like no one at his shows ever gets out of line. <laughs> like I feel like I, just... I think I think that kind of I think that kind of thing brings it on more. I'm sure so. you know, I mean, like it's 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 bizarre how people are. You know, it's 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 like when you play professional sports, everybody thinks that they didn't get in the league because you were in the way of them. So, you know, it's, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's weird. I just, I just find that people always want to take down the big dog, even though they, they love the big dog, you know, it is weird because I, I've worked with a whole bunch of UFC fighters in different capacities Mm -hmm. through the years and have been out with them in social settings. Right. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're no matter where you are, what you do, you always hear someone, whether it's in a restaurant, a bar, where a club, whatever it is, someone doesn't look that big behind you. Look that yeah. that yeah. guy's yeah. not so tough. I could take yeah. him. I get him in the head. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is the best UFC fighter in history. You're telling And also it's it's on all of that. It's it's their job is 
being punched in the head. Yours is going to work. You know, like it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I tell you that the people that I wouldn't want to fight are these, some of these guys that work for real jobs, like that have insane human strength. Like the guy that, you know, puts together the lines for electricity going through like those, you see, you see those guys and they're just, they grab onto something and they just have hands that just are, 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 crescent wrenches and it's just insane yeah like to it carries like uh, telephone poles from one yeah. side to the other side yeah, it's, some of the toughest people i know are just like yeah you're just like yeah the ma- manual labor is a whole other <clears throat> I, I i two of my dad's best friends my dad's a bigger guy and he worked manual labor he's got a pretty good grip but i had a bagel shop he before before okay. my grandfather was a landscaper <laughs> and he was like but this is how my grandfather literally would take my dad out to work with him at eight years old. He's like, you're on the truck today. Like shit like that right. at eight, this is 1958. So I mean, different world, but two of the strongest guys I ever know. And my dad's close friends, they're both about five, six, maybe one sixty. One owns a landscaping company. One owns a tennis court building company. Mm-hmm. And you shake their hand and you're like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, just the, like 70 year old. Yeah. Like, Still, I remember when I was a kid shaking their hands and being like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, he's small, but this hurts. Yeah. Like, and it's just like leather on their hand. And you're like, holy shit. I remember my dad's, my dad's friends were all like heavy duty mechanics. I remember just like not wanting to touch their their hands because it just hurt. Yeah. Always, you know, you know, when you're a little kid, just like, oh, oh, why would you do that to me? You know? <laughs> Dad. So what's... um. Like what's coming up? What's on your agenda? What are you? What are you doing? Well, I'm hoping to get the vaccination by August. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am hoping to get the vaccination at some point, and then uh, we're gonna get back to work. You know, here and there throughout the, but you know, just kind of staying away from people. We got. Uh, I'll be going to the Grand Comedy Club uh, about once a month, starting in February. Uh, go to ianbag.com to watch that. We do or to watch for when things are coming up. Uh, I'm going to start a, a Zoom show. Um, this is my this is this, um, this is my first announcement. Uh, a lot hey. of people do a lot of people do podcasts on on you know and and they put it on the thing. I would like the audience to be in and be able to be part of the conversation. So it's going to be kind of like you know an after show where I have a topic that we'll talk about and discuss with a crowd of from 25 to 250. Uh, that's awesome. So you mean you're gonna wow. do like you're gonna do like a stand up show and then the credit ha- just- no just just an after show like so I'll have a guest and oh we'll got it and we'll discuss something that was that happened like we'll we'll say hey um, entourage is I don't know why I use entourage but entourage is back let's talk about <laughs> entourage tonight and Hill wants to talk about entourage we're gonna talk about entourage oh that's you know? cool or hey the, the, the hockey start tonight let's talk about hockey you know that's awesome that sounds like a great idea great that's yeah. awesome dude. Yeah, just kind of well, do dude. it and probably charge, probably charge because that way, well, it's not that it's you have to with Zoom live things, you have to be able to control who's in the room, who's who's part of it. Otherwise, you got some guy in the back with a swastika and another guy over here with, a, with his dick out just whacking it, you know, so you need to control who's Nah, dude, not. they're at the Capitol. They're not. They won't be. They won't be. Yeah, they're at the Capitol. People be so shitting on the wall at the Capitol. Yeah. Did you did anyone see the videos of those guys getting arrested? Some of these people at the airport. Oh, love it. I, I love mean, it. I don't know who the guy I just sent it to Greg. I don't know who the guy's name is, but he did like a good fellas. Like yeah, it's really good. Holy yeah, shit, yeah, it's dude. So good. 
Yeah. I love these people's reactions. They're freaking out. It's like, what did you think was going to go on? Like, what did they you think was going to be the they end result? They thought they thought he was going to walk with them all the way to the Capitol. I mean, listen, you know, no, nobody ever. Most people don't take getting arrested very well unless you're a career getting. Yeah, like it was funny. It was funny watching the the, the women. My baby. Oh, yeah, the women don't. When the women are getting punched, have you seen the ones of the women's getting? When the women no. getting punched by the women. Oh, it's pretty good. You know, I don't you know, I you're allowed you're allowed to believe things, right? You're allowed to no, you're yeah. allowed to question. You're allowed to question things. But at some point, it's your responsible responsibility to believe whether it's real or not. And that doesn't mean just because you have a just because you have feelings about something doesn't mean it's a fact. So you have right. to you, things have to be based on fact. Well, that, that's we've all, we've all been paranoid. <laughs> that, but that's all that's all every most of the, not to get on like a tangent as we're wrapping up here. But that's all all this shit is, is people don't know how to separate emotions from facts. Right. It's, it's just I'm on this team. You're on this team. Right. That's it. There's it's no. Also, it's also why we don't give everybody trophies. Right. But it's got a feel to it. Right. <laughs> Oh, everybody's got to win. Everybody's got to win. There is part of that. Everyone gets a trophy mentality that is Mm -hmm. rampant than it should be. Like, I don't know. I don't subscribe to everyone. My my favorite was the video of the woman crying, being like, they maced me. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you should have been shot dead. It's the fucking U.S. cap. Like, if I were a Secret Service or in the Marines, those snipers on the roof of the White House would be like, okay, doing my job. Finally, something to do today. That's like, the weirdest part. Like, I think we all just went, well, I thought if we got that close, we'd all be mowed down. Everybody's like, well, I guess I guess security isn't what we always thought it was. I went into Walmart through the exit the other day by mistake and got yelled at by. Seven. Right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you seen the video of that lady, by the way, where with the Animaniacs? No, there's an Animaniacs where they put her her response in. Where, and oh, her oh yes. 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 Yeah. Who do we who do we podcast with? They just played it for us, Greg. I don't know. Ugh. Damn it. Anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, I saw I heard that shit. That's so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> Gotta love the internet sometimes, know. you know? The internet's People awesome. hate on it. The internet it's the best. The internet can it's the best of the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show, guys. Appreciate it, brother. Really, dude. Thanks for taking the time, man. Like I've watched you. I've always heard about you. I watched you on your mom's house. Heard heard whispers of this guy who crushes. I'm like, who's he in bag? And then that was like a year ago, and I discovered you. So thank you so much for taking the time. Tell your friends, please. uh, Please, yeah, please, uh, please. If anybody could uh, follow me on social media, it's Sir Bag. Um, (laughs) Sir, I love that. It's Sir Bag. (laughs) Um, I just, you know, I just look forward to people. I, I'm not looking to stir stuff up, but I look forward. I look for people that have the same, uh, thought process as me where it's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. I just have, I like to have fun and, um, I, I don't, I don't think everybody's out to get me and, um, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, 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 uh, yeah, I, I, I'm grateful for what I have. I don't think I deserve it. I think uh, I earn, I have to earn it to, to get anything. So. Well, you definitely have some of the funniest shit out. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I forwarded that clip. I watched Brad Williams in is talking about my golfing. I've never, never been golfing. <laughs> he sucks at hockey, so fuck him, right? <laughs>
<laughs> God damn it. Fucking right, Brad right. talking shit about my golfing. I've never been golfing with that. No, he wasn't guy. talking shit. He wasn't. I, God damn, three wood. Was he said that you were a good golfer. So I, no, he's wrong. He's drunk if he's calling me a good, good golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I and I'm going to default. You might want to get checked for Alzheimer's if he thinks he golf with me. <laughs> Take his clubs away. That's right. All right, dude. Keep in touch, man. We'll definitely. Thank you, guys. I'd absolutely love. Yeah, I'd we want to have do, you on the show too. Do your pot- yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let's set Let it up know. for sure. I'll send you. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Say gold, pony boy. <laughs>